Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 22nd day of May, 2016. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. Well, uh, I'm recording this actually on a Saturday because Sunday I'm going to be spending recording episodes of Real Crime Profile. By the way, uh, check out yesterday's podcast, which featured Pete Clemente, the father of Jim Clemente. And we talked a lot about his memories growing up watching the Yankees in the 1930s, playing semi-pro ball, and facing a couple of people who became well-known major leaguers, including Billy Martin and Jackie Jensen. That's episode number 1,306. You are currently listening to episode number 1,307. Uh, so I don't know the results. I don't know who owned baseball. I don't know any of that right now. So I'm just going to do a Sunday request because I think this will have some resonance far beyond today. Uh, this is a Sunday request from Ryan Brooks, whose Twitter handle is rybrooks26, uh, Sully Baseball. What would it take to move the Rays and the Athletics, and where could they end up in the future? Sunday request. I've talked about this before. I've talked about this notion of what to do with these two franchises. This is the two things that have to be solved by Commissioner Rob Manfred. The Rays and the A's are in terrible stadium situations, and on the surface, it looks like the answer should be relatively simple. You could say, as someone who spends a lot of time in the San Francisco Bay Area, lived a while in the San Francisco Bay Area, do a lot of my work in the Bay Area, I love that the A's are there. I love, they're, they're one of my favorite teams. I would love to see them win the World Series. And they have fans who absolutely adore the team. When you go there, it is a festival because the people who show up to an A's game are diehard A's fans who love their team. The fact of the matter is that the San Francisco Bay Area probably could never support two teams. And if you look at the attendance over the years, with the exception of a little bit of time in the late 80s, it, the two teams never were draws at the same time. You would have one drawing well, and the, or sometimes you'd have neither drawing. And in that little heyday of Bay Area baseball where the A's won three straight pennants, and the Giants won uh, the pennant in 1989, by, the, by 1992, the Giants were trying to move because of the stadium situation. The A's exist in Oakland because Charlie O'Finley basically offered the A's to every team, to every city that was looking for a, a, a franchise. One thing, played footsie with Atlanta, played footsie with Dallas, played footsie with San Diego, played footsie with Seattle almost moved him to Louisville. If he moved him to Louisville, they would be the Louisville Colonels, and this would not be an issue. The Rays exist because Tampa Bay looked like it was this great fertile land to have an expansion franchise, and they said, you know, screw it, we'll build a stadium in the mid-'80s and try to lure a team. And that stadium existed to get other teams' stadium deals. The White Sox were going to move there, 
and they got a deal to build what is now U.S. Cellular. The Giants were going to move there. They got the deal to build what became AT&T Park. The Rangers were going to move there. They got the deal that became the ballpark at Arlington. You know, you're going to see the Rangers build a new ballpark, build two ballparks since threatening to move to Tampa because everyone thought Florida was going to be this great boom for baseball. Now, as it turns out, it hasn't been. It hasn't been in terms of attendance, but, you know, you could put caveats on that. The Marlins have had horrible management despite the two World Series titles, and the Rays play in a ballpark that is antiquated, that was built for what ballparks were in the 70s and 80s, which were kind of away from the bustle of the city, uh, symmetrical, dome, astroturf. And by the time the Rays moved in there, even after the first expansion passed them over, by the time the Rays moved there, it was already obsolete before one game was played there. They've been trying to get out of there since they arrived. It's funny how everyone was trying to move into Tampa, and now it's people trying to move out of Tampa. You know, so a lot of things could have been, you know, different if Tampa wasn't so, oh, I don't know, eager to get a team in the 80s and said, you know, screw it, we'll just build a team. And they will just build a, a stadium and eventually someone will come there. You know, the, the, the proverbial, if you build it, they will come. Well, they built it at the wrong time. They didn't anticipate the rise of Camden Yards, the rise of the old-timey ballpark, the rise of people going to a ballpark for more than just a cookie-cutter feel. If they had known that, if they had waited, you know, you would have been able to see they probably would have built something that was had a better feel to it instead of being something so damn ugly and in the wrong place. You know, I keep getting... I, you know, Rays fans hate hearing this. And Rays fans do exist. And a few Rays fans do indeed follow this podcast. And they hate hearing about the attendance. But that's the narrative of this team. The attendance is terrible. They had to give away tickets down the pennant stretch. They had a wonderful product between 2008 and 2013. Their product's not so bad now. And yet they couldn't draw flies. They play in a crap ballpark that was in the wrong place. They needed to have one in downtown Tampa instead of across in St. Petersburg. They built it in the wrong place. And so these are the two problems. These are the two problem spaces. The Oakland Coliseum, which was an okay place to see a baseball game for a while, and now it's been ruined by the arrival of the Raiders, and the, the stadium is just a mess, and it's the sewage. It's just it's a mess. And then you have the Rays, who play in a stadium that should never have been built. The A's probably should never have moved to Oakland. And Tampa very well may be able to support a team. But there's that other factor that turned out that people found out with Miami. People found out with Tampa. And they found out with Arizona. And that is, baseball fans stick to their teams. I'm an example of that. I'm a Red Sox fan. I haven't lived in Boston since 1987. But people stick with their teams. It's part of their identity. People transplant to Arizona, people transplant to Florida, stick with the loyalties that they had before. There are probably more Cub fans in Phoenix and Diamondback fans. There's probably more Yankee fans in Tampa and in Miami than there are Rays and Marlins fans. So when you're building a fan base, 
And all those teams have won pennants, and the you know, Marlins have won two World Series, the Dimebacks won one. You, you would think that would be enough to build a long-term fan base there, but it hasn't been able to do it. So, in the one sense, I understand what Ryan Brooks is asking. Where do you move him? If the A's shouldn't be playing in the Bay Area, then where should they move to? If the Rays should move somewhere else, then where should they move to? Now, obviously, and I had Jonah Carey on the show a few days ago. Montreal came up. It is a feasible place. It's one of the, it's, They have a place, albeit a terrible place, to see a ball game, which is the Stade Olympique, but it's at least a temporary place, which is one of the big problems about trying to move a team. There's a point I brought up before, but it's harder to move a baseball team than it is to move, say, a football team or a basketball team or a hockey team because of the popularity of college football and the popularity of college basketball. There are arenas and stadiums in cities that don't have major league or NFL teams or NBA teams or NHL teams. Most cities have an arena of some sort. Most cities have a big football stadium of some sort that at least temporarily a team can come in and play there until they figure things out and build a new park. There's not a lot of places you can play baseball, major league baseball, that are just sitting there waiting to go in. Maybe the Superdome in New Orleans, maybe the Alamo Dome in San Antonio could be fixed up to be a really crappy stadium for a couple of years while a new stadium was built. I don't know if San Antonio is an ideal place to put a baseball you know, put a baseball team, nor New Orleans. Charlotte, of course, seems to be one of the best places to put a team based on population. I mean, but there's no place to play yet. They have to play in a minor league park for a while. And, you know, of course, to bring up the idea of the Charlotte Rays, which is a joke I've made several times, and anyone who likes the facts of life will understand why that's funny. So you would think that would be the logical thing to do. All right, you have two problem places, the Rays and the A's. Move them to Montreal. Move, move the Rays to Montreal. Move the A's to Charlotte. Boom, things are taken care of. John Carey brought up a very interesting point, though. It's not in Major League Baseball's long-term interest, I think, to move the teams for a couple reasons. A, they get more money from expansion than they would from moving a team. You have to pay expansion fees. You don't pay a fee like that when you move a franchise. B, it behooves baseball to have the A's somewhere in the Silicon Valley, whether it's Oakland, Fremont, work something out in San Jose. There's a lot of money, a lot of tech money there, a lot of positivity there. And there's not a lot of regions in the country where there's as much money flowing around as there is in the San Francisco Bay Area. So, and I do believe that if they had a halfway decent place to play, the A's very well might do well. They certainly could get some of that corporate money that they're looking for. Also, it would behoove baseball to have it work in Florida. It's hard to tell what the fan base is like in Tampa with the stadium where it is and the stadium as crappy as it is. Also, there's not a lot of other places for them to go. You could move them to Montreal. Keep them in the American League East. Rename them the Expos or maybe the Alouettes, or whatever you want it to be, and they become a natural rival with the Yankees, with the Red Sox, and with Toronto. That could work. 
and you leave Tampa in the lurch. Or you consider expansion. Now, the thing that Jonah brought up, Jonah Carey brought this up, and it's interesting. I never thought about it this way. Think about the expansions in baseball. Baseball expanded in 1961 with the formation of the Angels and the Senators who replaced the original Senators who became the Twins. Then the next year they expanded into Houston, with the Colt 45s, and then the Mets. There was another expansion in 1969, formation of the Expos, formation of the Padres, formation of the Seattle Pilots, who became the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Kansas City Royals. Next expansion, 1977. Seattle and Toronto, the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Then there's no expansion in the 80s. Then you have a pretty long period between expansions, between 1992 and 1977, or 1993, sorry. So 1993 uh, to 1977 was, hold on, I'm not great at math, but I'll tell you that's 16 years. It's been, and then you had another expansion in 1998, five years later. So 1998 is our last expansion. The biggest gap we've had in expansion, between expansions, was between the formation of the Mariners and the Blue Jays and the formation of the Rockies and the Marlins. And it's been longer. The last expansion was the Rays and the Diamondbacks. That was, uh, as I said, 1998. That was 18 years ago. That's the longest gap we've had without an expansion. Now, they're not going to expand next year. And they're probably not going to expand the year after that. So it will be 20, it will probably be 20 years since we've seen an expansion. So what happens if we get expansion? And, and don't talk to me about, oh, the, the, the talent pool is so thin. We're about to open Cuba. Do you understand? We're about to open an island where we're getting a trickle of talent. Now there, there could be a tidal wave of talent. And also, this may be something long-term, but maybe, just maybe, with what we're learning about football, you're going to start to see more people, if they get the choice between football and baseball, say, huh, my chances of having my brain turned into an omelet are a lot less in baseball with a longer possibility of a career. You may see better scouting being done in the Orient, in Japan, and in China. You may start to see places where baseball is expanding and looking into, like in South America, maybe in Europe, maybe our buddies in the British Baseball Federation. There's probably enough to find 50 more major leaders. I'm just saying. Now, if that happens, and let's say they expand into Montreal, let's say they expand into Charlotte, or Portland, or San Antonio, or Albuquerque, whatever team makes the best uh, case, then you have 16 teams in each league, not 15 teams in each league. For those of you who don't like having an interleague game every single day, which is imperative when you have a two 15 team leagues. If there are now two 16 team leagues, you don't have to have the interleague game every day. 
You don't need to do that. It turns into a point where your American League team, you may even, if you, if, look at, and this is a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I said I'm a fan of interleague play, but if you don't like it, then that's, that's a, a possibility I'm willing to scrap. I'm willing to compromise on that one. I don't love interleague play to the point where I necessarily want to have all sorts of crazy matchups down the stretch, which may may or not, may not be fair in terms of determining the AL and the NL. Maybe that could maybe you completely separate in the way they used to be. I don't know, but it solves that issue. You'd be able to create a more balanced schedule. You'd be able to make a fairer schedule, and you'd be able to tap into two new markets, two new television markets. That's the most important thing, and be able to do that without giving up Oakland and Tampa. What would it take to move the Rays and the A's? I don't think they will move. I really don't, because I think it's not in baseball's interest. What will it take? Here's what it will take. It will take four cities to be viable major league places. If you look up, and I said Montreal, Charlotte, San Antonio, Portland, boom, there's four cities that don't have a major league team. And... If all four of them turn out to be good, solid major league places, then that's what'll take. Maybe then you move them. But I don't think that I don't think it's in the major league baseball's interest to have the A's move away from Silicon Valley. So Manfred's got to come in and say, Giants, you either got to you know we got to we got to come up with a solution here. Either you let the A's move into uh, San Jose, or A's. We got to find a privately funded stadium that we can, you know, let's face it, where it belongs in the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum parking lot. And that's where, that's where they should be. For the Rays, well, find the money. Find the money somewhere. I'm not a fan of taxpayer dollars doing this. We taxpayers should be paying for schools, roads, and police stations. Okay? Find the price. If it's such a great deal, then you should be able to find enough rich, retired people in Florida to slap together to build the ballpark that should have been built if they just waited for the Rays' arrival in 1998. It makes more sense to expand, but you have to solve these problems. You have to solve these problems first. They didn't solve the problem with Montreal before these expansions. They could have moved Montreal earlier to Miami or to Denver or to Washington. And you would have, you know, you would have missed out on a lot of the agony of the end of the Expos. But now Montreal is sitting there as a viable place. What would it take to do? The four cities. I don't think there are realistically four cities to put in a major league team that don't currently have a major league team. So I think the Rays and the A's are going to stay. The Rays, the A's are going to stay. But what we need to do is find a way to solve the stadium issue and make this a no-brainer to expand it to two more cities, end everyday interleague play, and maybe, just maybe, have it be the only time the American League and the National League face off is during the All-Star Game, the World Series, in spring training and see how that works. For some people, it will be nostalgia, and for other people, it will be a novelty. I'm just saying. 
So, Ryan Brooks, I answer the question best I can. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're satisfied with my answer. Um, if you have anything you want me to talk about, send it to me via Twitter, at Sully Baseball. Go see the up-to-date standings of who owns baseball at MLBreports.com. Go to SullyBaseball.wordpress.com. Like me on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Did I say you can send me an email at info at SullyBaseball.com? I honestly can't remember. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 22nd day of May 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I'm willing to expand, and you can call me Sully.